Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. For today, we're covering NWA Saturday Night on TBS from October, say October, Doc, August the 18th, 1990. Uh, we're not quite to October yet. That would mean we were on the verge of Halloween Havoc, but we're not quite there yet. We do have a clash coming up, though, shortly, a month and a half, uh, about half a month away. I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper. Hopper is supposed to be here. He's not here yet. Uh, I've got a feeling he's running late from the shoot job. That's just how it works nowadays on BTT, and I'm really hoping he makes it. He said he would be here because, Doc, I was trying to look at the calendar. I don't think the three of us, three of us have been together real time, not podcasting time, but real time in like a month. But that's it. How are you? Uh, I think that sounds about accurate, and let's, be, let's, let's shoot with the people here. Uh, we're getting started because we, you, you don't want to wait for Harper because LSU is playing their bowl game tonight. And we're trying to get you out of here so that you can go do that. Um, that being said, that, I got to warn you, I've got okay. seven or eight pages of notes on this episode and a yeah. lot of things that I want to talk about. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> by the way, uh, sure you do, because I already know how you feel about this episode because you can't hold water. You always have to tell me ahead of time. By the way, we do have a five star review, uh, not on Apple Pod, but on Podcast Addict. So. I'll get that one out the way now, and then we'll come right back to you. So, all right, po- get it, man. I like podcast. to five star reviews. That's that's that that's will, will lift my spirits. I bet it will. So, here's a new five star review. Once again, this one is on Podcast Attic. You can also submit them on iTunes, and if you submit them, and I see them, they will get read on air, like I'm going to do with this one. And this five star review came from Kevin Carter, who is a BTT Hall of Famer. He says the most unprofessional podcast about pro wrestling. Mike and Hopper are fantastic. The third host, Doc, is a shitbag, but the other two make it work. Great podcast. And I got to say, Kevin, it seems spot on. So thank you very much. It is not hard dragging across the finish line, Doc, which is what we have to do every single week. Sometimes I'm alone because, you know, Hopper can't make it. But uh, thank you, Kevin. That What a great review. Great, great review. And I know Doc loved it as well. Uh, Doc. What else do you have tonight before we go any further? Well, Kevin, well, Kevin and everybody else, I have some news to share with everybody. Um, so for the next unforeseeable amount of time, uh, I'm going to be dealing with a, I wouldn't say significant, but I wouldn't say minor health issue. Uh, so there may be some times when I'm not here 
And who knows? I could die. So if you're not a docaholic, maybe this is your chance to get me replaced. Um, I did tell Mike to be standing on standby that if I flatline to bring a phone down with Harper's voice on it so that it can resuscitate me and bring me back to life. Because, you know, LaFonda has a DNR already signed on me so that if I die, I'm just gone. Um, and we've got some people that are may not know it yet, but maybe in the bullpen warming up in case I have to miss some uh, some time. Um, and so there you go. But let me guess, Thanks, no Kevin. one can feel. I'm, no I mean, I'm a real shitbag, so I'm a real <laughs> shitbag, so I'm sure I'll die and make you happy. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> I'm on, actually doc. I'm getting a penis reduction. You, I'm getting the middle three inches you, of the you, dick taken out. You would have to have one to get a reduction. Oh, that's true. That's true. Hey. On that note, I want to thank our largest page contributors monthly, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Mike Childress, Joe Ice. Thank you for your generous support each and every month. And earlier in the show, I uh, or just a few seconds ago, I mentioned the five-star reviews, the one we got. I want to shout out some new patrons. And it's been a few weeks since, been more than a few weeks. It's been like three weeks since the last time we recorded in in real time, not podcast time. You just heard us last week, but Michael MC, Sean C, Joe M, longtime patron. He went, became a hall of famer, John G, uh, Carlton S and Mike L. Thank you for becoming a patron. I actually think I read some of those last time, but I can't remember because it's been so long since we recorded. So if I missed anyone, it's because it's been like three to four weeks since we actually hit the red light. Uh, just email me if I missed you, and I'll make sure I get you next time and next go-round. And remember, to become a patron, just go to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt, a great way to support this show. Not only do you support the show, you get a ton of extra content in return. Uh, we just cut a patron episode where Doc talks about his trip to Disney World. And no, he did not see the T-Rex, but you'll have to tune in and listen to the rest of the show or tune, you have to become a patron and tune into the whole show to hear exactly what he said about Disney World. Uh, and I got to say, Harper said a line in that show that was tremendous regarding Jesus and miracles and what it would take to him to wait in line for a ride. Uh, what were you about to say, that's just, It's like paying for, to be on Fear Factor. What's like paying to be on Fear Factor? It, it, fucking Disney. Oh, you mean like rides? I don't do rides. Bro. Yeah, rides. Rides are for the birds, bro. That oh, that. Fuck. I don't do rides. We all got a park by y'all, huh? Yes. I couldn't tell you. I've been there, but not because I wanted to go. Is it? Is it considered Six Flags? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's decent. I mean, it's nice. I'm not like complaining about it or nothing. It's just. I mean, my daughter likes going, but. Not me. Ain't my mm -hmm. cup of tea. What's, what's the little characters running around? Uh, Six ah. Flags. Like it's like Hanna Barbera, like or is it like Bugs Bunny and his group? Or there's no characters running around that place. Ah, no, they gotta have some fucking trademark. Someone to take a picture with. It's called Six Flags. I don't think there's a mascot. Go oh, ride bro. some go ride some rides, get your corn dog and shut the fuck up. Yeah, I guess. Pay for that overpriced food. That actually isn't horrible. I mean the prices ain't terrible. 
I, I guarantee you going to Disney is more expensive than that place, though. Oh, but it's my a, God, it, yeah. It's a, well, I mean, I'm not even talk, thinking about hotel. I'm not, like, it's a nice it's a nice theme park. Like, I'm not trying to knock it at all. It's just, I don't do theme parks, man. That shit is boring. Man, I can tell you why Mickey's cheeks are so full. It's because he's too busy taking a big wet bite out of everybody's ass financially. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous Doc, how much it costs to get Doc, in. Doc, give me your money. <laughs> That's just mouse for I got your cash. Now get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, can y'all see my screen? Yeah. All right. Well, um, again, become a patron. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Get access. We got a clash coming up in a few weeks. Get access to all the other clashes we've done. Get access to all the pay-per-views, the world class shows, all that good stuff is available up on Patreon. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. All right. Let's get into this week's episode. I know Harper probably did not watch it. It's August 18th, 1990. This son of a gun was two hours long. So automatically it gets graded, downgraded to a B minus C plus. And that's before yeah. we even get into... Uh, the episode. So this thing was taped according to the records I looked up at Cobb County Civic Center, and they recorded this on August the 6th, 1990. And there was a reported 1,325 people in attendance. They tell us a lot of what we're going to see today. And we also see a couple of, I know for sure, one debut from someone we covered very closely in Smoky Mountain Wrestling that we've not seen in any of our reviews prior to 1990. So I wanted to mention that. And another note, four to five years ago, when we were just starting to do these Saturday nights, you know, from 1985, we always kept talking about, man, we don't know if we like the wrestling or the shit talking. This it's episode automatically off the top. I don't want to spoil it, but this show gets major downgrades for no smack talk off the top. I have Before a I say point on that else. later too. Okay, good. So we open the show and we get Jim Ross and Bob Cottle. They open it. They tell us what we're going to see today. And then we head straight to the ring for the Southern Boys versus Bill and Rick Ford. Doc, I'll throw to you. Give me your thoughts on Bill and Rick Ford. So Scrap Iron has a brother. By the look of them, they're different dads. Oh. Then okay. we get the obligatory inset with an interview from the Freebirds. Dude, Garvin looked like a whale in this. Here it is. Look at this. Look at P.S. looks like a <laughs> and Garvin looks like he's gained 75 pounds. Bro, that don't even look fucking know what it is. He shaved his beard off. Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. Yeah, his beard. He looks see all those nothing. Fuck, you know what he looks like? He fucking look, he he uh looks look like a cabbage patch doll. Yeah, he looks terrible there. Damn, if Michael P.S. Okay. Hayes does look like a fucking crossdresser, he looks like he's transitioning. I think he's wearing mascara, huh? Oh, oh yeah, he's been wearing it, glitter, all that bullcrap. Oh, he's trying to oh. be like like a, like a like the old like glam rock look or I something. I'll let y'all tell me that. What do you think? So, um, if we wrestled in the Cobb County Courthouse here in 2022, and a tag team came out in Confederate garb, would they be babyface or heel? Uh, Cobb County? Yeah. Babyface. Times change, and then they don't change. Well, I mean, it depends where you're at. And I then, think I think they'd be babyface as all hell. No, what, what do you think, I mean, Hopper? 
I don't know, but nowadays anywhere they would probably boo you. Because if you yeah, ever take a so. trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, you watch your signs and respect the law and order, or you'll be doing hard time. You'll be doing hard time. Harper. Because when the I, when the big boss man make you walk the line. Remember that? Yeah. Um, I just did a quick Google search, full disclosure, on Cobb County's racial makeup. Oh, Lord. People, 60, man, the demographics are played out, Mike. You can't do the I, demographics. I, well, but you asked a question. You, you asked a question, and in Cobb County, the racial makeup is 62.21% white, 24.96% black or African-American, 4.46% Asian, 0.34% American Indian, 0.1% Pacific Islander, 5.28% from other races, and then it says 2.71% from two or more races. Um, I like it already. So 62.21% uh, white. I'm going to go with their baby faces in Cobb County. Well, that's a suburb of Atlanta, right? Mike, 504 Saints, with the response to that question. I think it's a – isn't it like – kind of I'm be no, like the Metairie of, 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 of Atlanta? I'm not an expert on Atlanta <laughs> and their metroplex areas, so couldn't really metroplex. tell you. Hey, during this match, we do hear about the Black Scorpion. Yes, yes, they do. Oh, they God. do mention that. Isn't no Cobb County's like no never mind. Uh, Gwinnett is east of Cobb County. Yeah, I'm really not sure. If it is, it would be like the left. Yeah, because Fulton County, Atlanta Fulton County Stadium used to be where right the Falcons right, played. Where the Braves and the Falcons played right. So and Cobb is north of Fulton County. I mean, I guess, but sixty-two percent white tells me. If you're in Cobb County, they are going to be baby faces. Any questions, Doc? No, no okay. I agree. All right, so uh, any other thoughts on this match, Doc, before we proceed? And that Jimmy Garvin looked terrible. I don't even know if that was him, to be honest with you. That's how bad he looked. Oh, no. God. Uh, the pitcher and pitcher that they did play uh, with them was the Freebirds saying that match three between the Southern boys and themselves would be tomorrow on the NWA main event, which I think is dumb. They should have had it here, but what do I know? I mean, we saw the second match last time we did this, Doc. So that the third match is going to be next week, which is supposed to, quote-unquote, decide it all between these two, but don't count on that. Um, I don't know. Any other thoughts, Doc, before we uh, continue to the to the finish of this thing? No, No, sir. All right, so basically the finish is we get a missile drop kick off the top rope by Armstrong to whichever one of the Fords Smothers was holding, and I'm just looking at it now, so it was definitely Rick Ford, and they definitely had different parents just based on that. And uh, the Southern boys win just like they should. So we'll keep moving. The next segment of the show, we go to the Wrestling Wrap-Up Magazine segment with the Southern boys in Freebirds feud. It's basically like, I guess... I guess I'll call it a recap. Is that a safe safe assumption, Doc? How to explain it? Yeah, I guess so. Um, we see some promos from Smothers and and man, Armstrong. they need to let Tracy get loose on these. Yeah, it's like he's somed up or something, man. He's just hey, that was hey, 
you know that thing you said a few you heard you know that thing you said a few weeks ago about being in a cave never do that again oh he told him don't say like a duck like a duck on a june bug we're trying to go national so take your confederate flag and get to the ring boy wrestle wrap up how many people you think bought that fucking magazine three yeah not a lot so the next match has Stan Hansen versus Terrence Blaylock. Hey, there you they go. Misspelled, they misspelled Stan Hansen. Uh, they did. And the footage is grainy because obviously this is shot from a VCR. You know, it, it's recorded from a VCR. Doc, if you didn't look it up, do you want to tell the people who Terrence Blaylock is? I can't. I didn't see. So this is none other than Mustafa Saeed, a.k.a. one of the gangsters. Oh, really? Oh. I had to look it up. I admit, I did not real like, you know, when I'm taking notes, I'm not really thinking about who a guy was before. I'm just trying to take notes on what I'm watching. And then a minute or two into it, it hit me. I was like, that's Mustafa. And you just can't tell because he's got purple tights and red boots. And it just doesn't look like what you remember Mustafa looking like because he's I couldn't not. get a clear view of the screen from around my boner at watching a white man beat up a black man. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's nice. You're an asshole. Great. So get off my porch, a... bar. So uh, no, in all seriousness, he he got a little bit more cut. I mean, he's big there. Oh yeah, he definitely lost weight when he gets to Smoky. He trimmed. He trimmed up. He yeah. yeah. You How hard is it I mean, to wrestle with a chaw of tobacco in your mouth? Yeah, I, I was about to ask the same thing. He, he just keeps it in his mouth for the whole... God, look at that fat bastard in the front row. Yeah, he, he just he just keeps it in his mouth the whole time? Dude, <laughs> he just, which fat yeah, bastard, at, Hopper? Who are we looking at? What the the fuck guy is, with the white hat? Yeah. Right. Looks like he's that wearing dude's... a fucking construction worker's hat. He definitely ain't built for 50. Um... <laughs> talking about the chewing tobacco bro I, I i don't know like how do you wrestle with that shit in your mouth he must have put a whole bag in his fucking mouth that's what it looks like bro then you got you got bullet bob out on commentary so we got bullet bob we got bob coddle and jim ross on commentary with mustafa in the ring it's like a smoky mountain hoedown here yeah, and don't, we're not done with um, Smoky Mountain folks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and the first match had the Southern Boys. Yeah. So, anyway, um, again, it's if you're just watching this, it's hard to tell it's Mustafa. Like, you would not, unless you just knew, you wouldn't see it. But it's him. I looked it up to double-check to be sure. And, uh, yeah, Mustafa is uh, getting his ass beat by Stan Hansen. Terrence Blaylock. I used name. to love Stan Hansen. That stripping oh, out of his it. mouth. I'm like, oh god, that's so gross. And get doing all that crazy ass shit. The tobacco. I tell you what, man. I like I told you at the beginning. Cobb County's got what 1,300 people in here right now, and it looks like it. It's a packed building. I think it held, held 2,500. Mustafa goes over. Yeah, that was the thing I wanted to say. So. Hanson talked about the 30-day suspension he had a while back, and he promises to get Tommy Rich back. He's going to beat up Tommy Rich. And Hanson just, he beats the hell out of 
Terrence Blaylock. Bob Armstrong, like Doc said, joined Cottle and JR in commentary. Hanson, like Doc said, he actually loses the match uh, due to DQ as he was choking Blaylock with his rope. So Mustafa, a.k.a. Terrence Blaylock, goes over. I, we like, didn't get a, I like that DQ. Well, it makes sense. Because, I mean, and again. He's so crazy, that, he don't give a shit about winning. He's just here to hurt people. That's that old thing, though. Hopper will tell you, too. It's like, okay, so he got DQ'd, and he technically lost, but nobody remembers the guy who, quote-unquote, won. Right. Right. I mean, he beat his well, ass. We all remember I, him. Did they do much of that in Mid-South? Because my whole thing is, is if, if you're preaching that wins and losses matter, then technically that should have hurt it. They, they they did it about as often as I think they do it here, because they don't do it here a lot. I mean, Stan Hansen's done it, but, I mean, we haven't seen that a lot here. Okay, okay. Fair enough. So Tommy Rich in his promo, he's talking about wrestling Stan Hansen and people saying that Stan Hansen's crazy. And he says, yeah, sometimes I'm a little crazy too. And I was like, yeah, greatest mm. WWE world champion of all time. The then we get a bunch lights. of, then we get a bunch of commercials. Um, You saw that we're going to the Meadowlands where we're going to see uh, the four horsemen and God. Vader and El Gigante for the first time ever. You think that building was sold out? The fucking no. Meadowlands? That's where the Giants used to play, right? Um, yeah. Before they yeah. built the new building. <laughs> I tell you what, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you shortly. I'm gonna go to the, I'm gonna throw to the next match, which is Lex Luger versus Mark Kyle, and I'm gonna look up to see if I can find that. What date what date was on that, the Meadowlands? August twenty fourth. Let me let me see something real quick. Uh Doc, I what do you have for was probably Maybe three thousand people. I was gonna say thirty three hundred, so that checks out. All right, so I can't find it in here. It's they're not still going. Out. They're still going to the army. They just, they just love we pain. We haven't beaten that horse all the way to death yet. God damn! All right, hold up. You really got to know, don't you? I'm curious, man, because it would. Oh, you gonna miss that whole first quarter of this fucking LSU game. Who y'all playing tonight? So, so uh, Kansas State. Hopper, how many did you say were in the Meadowlands said, on August 24th, 1990? I said about 3,000. I said 3,300. According to the history of WWE.com, which tends to have mostly accurate information, we've got slightly less than 7,000. God, bro, but... It, right, that's Hopper. That's a long I'm, way to haul a ring. That's a long way to haul a ring and to rent the building and, and, and union union prices for oh, labor. God. Okay, so okay, and here's the thing. Let's say there was seven thousand nine hundred there, right? On the twenty fourth. Well, and that is a football stadium. Sixty thousand plus people can fit in there. Agreed, both of you? Easy. Well I, yeah, I mean because then because you remember, because they got the floor seats too, right? So you easily get in sixty if you had had it packed. Yeah. So you just just say seventy. So you 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 got you got. Would they have forty five or something when Kerry won the belt there in Dallas? Depends who you talk to, but that's yeah. a lot of goddamn people. That is no. It was. A, I'm not. I'm not trying to say. When I say depends who you talk to, some people tell you fifty five. I'm just 40. trying to give everybody a general feeling yeah. of what we're talking about here. So the Meadowlands, just say they had 7,900 because they say in slightly less than 8,000. Well, the next night at the Baltimore Arena, they had 4,500. And then the night after that in Chicago at the UIC Pavilion, 
they had 3,325. My point being is, why are we renting out football stadiums still? Right. You, you think why? they will look at their numbers and say, okay, let's not bu- uh, book a building that has a more than seven to 8,000 people because we're going to lose our ass. Yeah, did we not figure out when we put 900 people in the in the Silver Dome that that we 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 should not we should not go this route? But you know what do we know? We're just mud show podcasters, right? Mm-hmm. All right, um, keeping this thing moving. Uh, Lex Luger versus Mark Kyle. Doc, what do you have from that? I like the fact that Luger won without with by using the clothesline and not having to use the torture rack. I thought it showed you know his the depth of character there that he didn't have just, he's not limited to the torture rack. Yeah. Fairly quick match. I'd say more smoky mountain, more smoky mountain. That's what I was saying. He's not the last one either. <laughs> Keep seeing more. This more was smoky like a mountain smoky sure. mountain reunion show before smoky mountain. Look at the Larry. Right. That was nice. Though. So it's like you a prologue or is it an epilogue prologue epilogue? I don't know. You tell me. You're the you're the smart one, or Kyle sold. I'm not really all that line. smart, if you must know. Well, I already know that, but I'm the know, I'm the I'm the uh, I'm the brawn here. You're the brains. Well, we finally are twenty three forty five into this show. We're finally going to get a promo, so let's go to fair. Well, not really fair. We did get a quick promo from the Southern Boys and Freebirds during the wrestling wrap up, but let's go to Ric Flair now because he's got something to say. And here, all the girls know. Spread the word. Ric Flair is the U.S. champ. Ric Flair is back in the saddle. Ric Flair is number one again. Sting, do you hear it? Ric Flair beat Luger. He's now the U.S. champion. What I'm telling you is, Luger, on September 5th, the clash of champions, Ric Flair will not be denied. I'm coming for the United States Heavyweight Championship. Woo! All right, hit so the ta- hit the tagline, Harper. Book it, bitch. <laughs> Why you say that, man? Ric Flair in 1990 going for the U.S. belt. I told you. Yeah, was, that sounds stupid. I I told you, Mike, the other day I was listening to Orange Show, and they had from '86, fucking Rick cut a promo, and he was complaining to Crockett about these bunkhouse matches he's like look bringing chain link fences and chains and cowboy boots that's not our specialty and we didn't sign these contracts so we're we're going to do one more and that's it we ain't doing this shit anymore and then he says furthermore i'm the champ so if you want me to put this up and holds up his belt then you send a a limo to the castle (laughs) and i'll come defend the title you got it? And it was just phenomenal. And they have cut his balls off here. The the Rick and the Horseman in 86 versus this. Everybody involved with the tra- downward trajectory of the Horseman ought to be fucking ashamed of themselves. Aubrey, what you think? It's like watching a good team it's like watching the fucking Miami Hurricanes now. And you think about what they used to be. Mm. All like Florida, like Florida State. Florida like, State man, was they're, good not that long ago, too. Right. You think if Florida State won the national championship a few years ago, now they can barely beat 
you know, f- fucking Appalachian State. That's how the full yeah. horseman look like to me right now. And fucking yeah. Rick. Yeah. I don't get it. And here's the other thing. So six months ago or a year ago, we kicked Sting out of the Horseman for wanting a shot at the title. But now we've sending out Sid Vicious to cut promos to say he's going to go win the world title. Yeah, you just supposed mm, to that, just, you know that does that doesn't work for me, brother. Right, stop bringing well, up fucking common sense shit. Well, no, but I mean, they the problem was at the time they were all members of the Horsemen. Sting's not a member of the Horsemen, so he was. He was, but he's not now. So Sid is not. He made the mistake and not give it. The point is, is that somebody should Arn and everybody else should be like, look, I know that you. you, Why not make Sid go after Luger? Right. Have him be the U.S. champ. Hmm. Book in the territory. I mean, well, you know, because they're talking about the Black Scorpion, so that's already in the wings. Yeah, because we don't want to get in the way of that great idea. Oh, tell me about it. It's gonna be phenomenal. Now, I know it sounds goofy, but just hear me out. Jesus, can you imagine that? Conversation? Unfortunately, I can't. Because I don't have well, a choice. Y'all, Sid Vicious. Me hate wrestling. I'm sorry. Um, Sid Vicious takes on Brian Carr. Like Doc said, we got the picture and picture from Sid before the match. He tells, he tells Pillman and Z-Man he's going to break them in half for sticking their noses in his business. Uh, the reason he mentions that, I don't know Harper wasn't here with us last week, is because JR and Bob Cottle threw to a replay of Sid and Z-Man and Pillman and their confrontation last week after Sid beat the piss out of Jason Knight. So Sid's like, keep your nose out of my business, pal. And that was that. But Sid beats Brian Carr, does that to airplane spin, <laughs> fling a dude in the air. It really looks good, actually. I know it's a rough yeah. landing. But uh, Sid wins, and that's that. We then go. You should have pinned him right there. It, right. It, it, it did go on forever. It, this went too long, but you know they're trying to fill freaking two hours, bro. It's just mm-hmm. that's what it is. Well, where's Cactus? Where's Bigelow? Dude, you ain't got to uh, look. I get it. Well, I wanted to talk to y'all about this next commercial because we see a commercial coming up here uh, for TNT in the NFL shortly, and yeah, preseason. So. They were going to air their first NFL game, which, like you said, was going to be a preseason game with the Vikings and Browns. And I remember TNT having the Sunday night games at a time. Me too. Um, but I didn't realize it started this early in 1990. And I don't remember TNT having NFL. NFL. You don't remember this, Hopper? No. I remember yeah, they, having, uh, they had like the first half of the season and ESPN had the second half. That's right. That's what it, so I don't know if I don't know if they only had a few games like when it first started I'd have to look it up but Doc's right there was a time when I remember they had like the first 5 games or so or 6 maybe and then ESPN had the rest of the Sunday night games but another thing I didn't remember was it was called Sunday Nitro not to be confused with Monday Night Nitro so I don't remember the Sunday Nitro name as you can see if you're watching the video version but uh we're we're now into the time frame where TNT had football and I really did not remember it starting in 1990. I, I for some reason thought it was like 92, but yeah, they they had football in in 90, which is odd. It just I didn't realize it was that early. Well, who um, was their commentary team? I think Pat Hayden was one of them. He was. That was one of them. 
Um, their like commentary team, their commentary team wasn't bad though. Like I don't remember, I don't ever remember like listening to them and going, "Oh, these guys don't know what the hell they're talking about." But Pat Hayden was one. Damn, now not. Doc I'm looking it up. up. Yeah, look it up, and I'll go to the next match. Uh, Scott Steiner takes on Dutch Mantel. Now, we did get a picture-in-picture from the Samoan SWAT team uh, before the match, talking about the Steiners, and they needed to pack it up and leave town. And then, Jesus Lord, Thunderbolt Patterson joins Cottle and Joe on commentary. I think Pat Hayden was on um, ESPN, actually. Okay, so who was on TNT? Um, Still looking it up? Larry King. Larry wow. King? From the, well, hold on. So they had the play-by-play was Skip Carey, who started on the Braves, I believe. Then Gary Bender. Then Vern Lundquist. Pat Hayden was on commentary from 90 to 97. Mark May took over in 97. Mark Sideline about. Craig Sager was a sideline reporter. I remember that. Remember back in the studio, they had Fred Hickman, the dude that went over to like CNN Sports, the brother. I have. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't remember. Remember Vince Cellini? No. Skip Carroll. Like, I'm, I'm looking at it now. I had to look it up, too. Pat Hayden was color commentator, Doc. Yeah, I, I said that. Okay. I remember Cat, Pat, Pat Hayden and Mark May. I did not remember Vern, but Vern didn't start with them until 95. Now that you say Skip Carey's name, I do remember that. Um, yeah, I do. I remember Fred Hickman. Wow. God, that brings back memories. Boy, doesn't it, though? Fred Hickman was good. I, so if you think I was trying to get to my grandparents' house for cable for Saturday Night Wrestling, you can imagine the PowerPoint presentation I was putting on on Saturdays to get over there for Sunday Night Football. Right, especially for Sunday Night Football. And that's the thing. Like, So I'm looking at the analyst for, I guess, their studio show, and now, now it's hitting me. I remember the year Lawrence Taylor did it in 94. I don't remember that, dude. Oh. Yeah, they had, they had like, all... Dude, they were kind of, like, ahead of their time because they, they had Randall. They had Randall Cunningham, Warren Moon. They were all, like, um, analysts for them. Yeah. Sean Jones was a football player. I think he played for like the Oilers and the Packers. Yeah, man, their show was good, man. That they had a good broadcast. It's crazy that they had dude, TNT had the NFL. Just think about that. And remember all the but remember all the times later that you're gonna hear the wrestling people say they didn't want wrestling at TNT because they were drama. Bullshit. They were doing oh, NFL boy. football ten nine, ten years before they tried to get rid of Nitro. That's true. If they started it in 90, right? Yeah. They were doing football in 90, and and they're telling the wrestlers, oh, no, we're a drama station. No, you ain't. You have football for years. You have the NFL. You have the NFL. You're the NFL uh, station. You can say it. Look, I'm not trying to say anything controversial, but there's no Fox without Fox Land in the NFL. None. See, None. They would have been out of business within three years. And oh, you yeah, can thank John yeah. Madden for that. R.I.P. Coach Madden. But the NFL is big time, man. I mean, <sighs> all right. Well, let's keep going. We got Scott Steiner and Dutch Mantel. And, and while Doc was looking at it up, I said, you know, Thunderbolt Patterson joined us on commentary for Jeez. this. And I was like, Jesus, 
He's terrible. It was like it's, he sounded like if Dusty had a Dusty Rhodes had a lobotomy. He's the worst man. He should not be talking on television in 1990. I'm sorry. And so he's cut the. So here's the point. He's been cutting those promos, and somebody thinks, "Hey, I've got a great idea." Get the fuck out. Ole Anderson. I mean, just say it. That's the only reason that's happening. Uh, Jim Ross mentions tomorrow night that they'll be in the Omni, and he asked Patterson if he would be there, and Patterson said yes. Zzz. He said um, you pay so, it. <laughs> the minute I saw this match, I was like, is Dutch going to take the Frankensteiner? That's exactly. He didn't take it well. So let me go to it because I want Harper's reaction on this. Uh, Harper, it's coming up in like 10 seconds. Steiner uh-huh. press slams Dutch. Dutch gets up, kicks him because Steiner missed an elbow. And here comes the Frankensteiner, I believe. Uh-huh. <laughs> he body scissors took him over. Yeah. Look at it. He, <laughs> Look at he it. just did a yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I guarantee you Dutch had never taken a Frankensteiner before that. Oh, Dutch, we love you. You're a former guest. But uh, it was funny, man. It was funny. Uh, even, but you know, I got to credit something to JR and Bob Cottle. Because they even said he delivered a modified version of it. I did think Dutch made him look good, though. Because he oh, made he him did. look legit. Because, you know, Dutch knew what he was doing in there with him. Let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He gets Whoopsie. Scott, <laughs> Scott puts his legs under his underarms. It's it's fun. I'm not trying to make fun of Dutch. We love Dutch. It's just funny when you see it. Uh, another set of commercials, and then we come back from commercial, and we got the Midnight Express. All right, here we go. Versus Pillman and Z-Man. Mm. Doc, what do you have from this? I think it's time. For the Midnights to pack it up and leave. You got two more months, bro. Two and a half. Well, again, two more guys here that were in Smoky Mountain, if only for a brief time for Bobby Eaton. Then you got two guys that were in full time. Look at Stan's smile, though. He looks like he's just got through. Just look at that. He's like, I I just fucked and I'm going to fuck again here about 10, 15 minutes. That's a oh, that's yeah. a hell of a smile if you're Stan Lane walking around. Especially oh, yeah. when you're miserable with Jim Hurd. Yeah. He's like, look, he, he can't stop me from slaying pussy. You know, they're in Cobb County often, so you know Stanfield's got he's a got whole, some regulars. Boy, he's got a trough of them. A batch just waiting. A whole freaking batch. So let's take a team that we've already tried and broke up and put them back together. I can't with Z-Man anymore, man. I, he comes out, and it's like, Harper, you know how back in the day when we reviewed Raw, you would always say, dude, this is channel changer or... I don't care this- if Steve Blackman can kick my ass in real life. I don't want to watch him wrestle. Yeah. Well, Harper used to say, just turn this on if you want to go to sleep, if you got in- insomnia. He's the Z-Man. The Z-Man. Bro, he's you think he would have done fucking uh, commercials for fucking uh, Nightquill or something? You're not wrong. 
Or what's that old sleep aid they used to sell? Unisom, remember that? Uh-uh. It was called uh, Unisom. I, a... I just always used 15 beers and some whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> um, Knocks out yeah. that insomnia real quick, like. Uh, so here's what I didn't hear when this match got started. Does he in the chest right there? Goddamn pal pronouns. Zinc. Z-Man? Be sure. I I don't know. I don't look at him hard enough to to, to care. That's he nice. bores me. He bores me to death. Boogie, nothing about you says computer technology. I mean, I don't. He's okay. just boring. I don't disagree with you, my friend. So I don't. I don't think. I don't. I don't know if I missed it or not. I swear I didn't hear him say if this was for the title or not. But we'll let that slide because everything was airtight, brother. Um, what else you got, Doc? Before we uh, wrap up, I didn't this like match. any of this. This it's not good. It's not it, good. I, I I don't have any timestamps or any further notes to justify what I'm about to say, but it didn't look like either team wanted to be there for their own reasons. Crowd wasn't really into it either. Ah, this was just bad. So there wasn't anything technically wrong with it, but there wasn't anything right with it either. So Pillman makes a hot tag to Zinc, Z-Man. Z-Man comes in on fire, although he's a really cold fire. He delivers some nice-looking kicks to Eaton and Lane, and then Pillman hits Eaton with, um, with their finisher, but Lane makes a save. It turns into all four guys fighting, and out of nowhere, remember, we got Sid Vicious, who was mad at Z-Man and Pillman. Sid hits the ring and attacks the Midnight Express and lays out Cornette, but he also goes after Z-Man. The crap is actually hitting the fan, and it's starting to get somewhat exciting when they cut the commercial. And then Sid is still in the ring, I think, when they cut the commercial fighting Eaton. I don't know, bro. I, I liked it last week when he did the run in. This week, I was like, uh. "What? Like you couldn't <sighs> look? We're all for matches that quote unquote matter, right? Like, like if they would have said, oh, this is for the title,' but even then, it's hard to get invested in anything Z Man does. But they never said it was for the title, and they're tying in this whole thing with Sid because Z- Pillman and Z Man didn't even do anything to Sid." I mean, like, they were just trying to help Jason Knight up when Sid came out and beat their ass. So, I don't know, man. I just... Dude, Z-Man is a channel changer. Oh, come on. The girls love him. I'm sure he got plenty of Snatch, but I mean... What? Snatch? Come on. You want me to steal Austin's line and say trim? I mean, which one do you want here? No, I'm good. So anyway, um, it was a DQ. They don't even say who won, although it would make sense for the Midnight to have won. But, you know, everything wasn't airtight, brother. We come back from the commercials, and things have calmed down. We go straight to the ring. And we have Jackie Fulton, Smoky Mountain Wrestling alumni, versus Bob Holly. Uh, we get a picture and picture from Bobby Fulton and Jackie Fulton with them telling Sting and Luger, if you ever need help, call on us. And then we have Bob Holly. 
Uh, he's got his Smoky Mountain vest on. It's his uh, Bradford, Bret Hart looking outfit with his pink tights and the black singlet. And I don't know how else to explain it other than he looks like Bret Hart with curly hair. Uh, Doc, the, any thoughts on this? I do have a timestamp that I need to uh, play. And actually, it's it's they sent out bottom. the wrong Fulton. That's nice. <laughs> That's oh. what I wanted to play. So so hold on. They're running a spot in the ring. And let me go ahead and play it here. Uh, Bobby and Jackie are talking, and thankfully, the pitcher and pitcher is not over the ca- not over right. the ring. At least I figured right. that out. But watching the background, watching on the video version, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, you'll see the spot being run by Holly and Fulton. Best friends here, let me tell you something. You've got to beware because the four horsemen are on your trail. That means anytime you step into arena, you got to watch over your shoulder. But here is one thing for certain. Jackie Fulton comes off the ropes. Holly takes a tackle, drop down. Big frog. Bob Holly. They gave some good advice to sting Tackled and falls through the ropes. That was not planned. And I think our out for that couldn't have been planned. I don't know, maybe it was. Can you go back to where you started that timestamp from? And hit pause. Right there. Stop. Jackie Fulton Jackie Fulton looks like the girl in high school who thinks she's hot because she's blonde but has a terrible face. Wow. Let's see. I didn't see it. You got kicked off for whatever reason. So show yeah. me again. So watch the spot. Watch Bob, watch Bob Holly fall out of the ring. And you tell me, Harper, if you think that was a planned spot, the way he falls. So he takes a tackle. Here comes a drop down. Here comes a leapfrog. And then on this one, he gets hit and he just goes through the root. Does that look well, yeah, planned to you? No, because he didn't. He didn't put his uh, he didn't put his arms up. That's why he went to the ropes. Yeah, it he took a spill to the outside pretty good. Yeah. So so, go ahead, Doc. Trying to lose you, Doc. No, no. Trying to think of a way to say this. Is this the time period where Tommy Rogers stopped to get, was told by the missus to stop getting in strange cars with guys <laughs> that he couldn't tell what race they were and asking about the rats in the local towns? It's It's got to be getting close to that because when Bobby Fulton was on the show years ago and we, we asked him why Tommy wasn't his tag partner in Smoky Mountain and Jackie was – he specifically said he was having marriage problems. Oh, and... who, who the fuck isn't? <laughs> right. Who isn't? And that's why Tommy wasn't in Smokey with him. Okay. But here's the thing. This is August of 90. The first Smokey tapings are in November of 91. So this would have been a, you know, more than a year earlier. And we've seen Jackie, you know, earlier in the year in 90 as well. I feel like so, that Jackie and Kendall Wyndham should tag together. No, I mean I'm all they right. They should be with called the other brothers. <laughs> the other brothers. That's, That's nice. Up. That's messed up. Uh, Jackie's yeah, him and Bobby okay, are fine who would together. Win as a team? Ian Zeering lookalike contest. Kendall oh, Wyndham my... or, or Jackie Fulton. Jackie Fulton. <laughs> yeah, you nailed I it. I can just picture him in a red fucking Corvette. <laughs> Steve Sanders. 
That's a good I one, Doc. You, you nailed have that. Never, ever gotten Jackie Fulton. And I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he's boring. It just never worked for me. So I'm not like coming. If you like Jackie Fulton, that's great. I, I, I I'm, I'm glad. But he's guys. not. He's not yeah. bad. He's not bad. That's just it. De- I mean, Holly's not terrible here either. Yeah, but the first six months of Smoky Mountain wrestling with Jackie and Bobby versus the Heavenly Bodies is good stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm. I'm. I. They needed Bobby out here with him. Look in the oh, pool. Okay. Run that back ten seconds. Hold up. Look all the way back in the in like the tunnel. Looks like there's some dude trying to pick up a girl back there. Oh yeah. That's He's like, chicks. "What's up, baby?" That's two no. chicks. That's two is chicks, it or dude? is it like the guitarist from Cinderella? He's like, "Look, yeah. we're playing over at the Omni tonight," and then like these roided up freaks, we can sell the place out. Dude, that's two chicks. Well, maybe they're about to start making out. Okay. Let's see. Is it? I think it's, it's two, two girls. It is two girls. I don't well, know. They're waiting. Maybe about. they're waiting on the gentlemen wrestlers. Maybe. Maybe they. That that was Stan Lane. So, back to the match. On commentary, we are told that Ivan Koloff will be here. Damn right. We haven't seen Ivan in a long time. Matter of fact, I looked it up. His last match, now I'm going to tell you his. it's the non-televised one that I could find, is from March 23rd of 1989. That was, that was non-televised, though. Before that, I'm pretty sure we hadn't seen him since, uh, since the clash that he was on. Uh, which would have been at the yeah. end of 88. Yeah. So he, no, no, no. End of 88, he was there, Doc. But um, he, he wrestled. Yeah, he turned face briefly. That's what I'm going to bring it up later. He turned face briefly. And matter of fact, on March 23rd of 1989 in Harrisburg, Virginia, that's the non-televised event that he was last on for the promotion. They were at the high school. He wrestled the Russian assassin. I don't know if which one it was, one or two, but it was because he had turned face uh, on TV. And I believe that I believe that was right before the clash that that happened. So anyway, um, Doc, any other thoughts on Jackie versus Bob Holly? No. Uh, they went for a while. I didn't even make a note with who won. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Jackie, but it is. here we go. These yeah, guys went forever, dude. Let's see. Uh, yeah, because Jackie does a go around, go behind. Oh, oh, please German. don't Tim Horner's move. German suplex. Okay. Uh, for the one, two, three. These look. These guys put on a real good match. It's just you know, would your broad kick like that if you German suplex turned on the bed oh, tonight? That'd be great. That's who he wants to German suplex. Oh, Dingo Smithy. Oh. Mm, God Almighty. Hey, let's take the hottest blonde in the territory and change her hair color. Yeah, and and fuck her hair up. Yeah, I um, am. I don't know what that is, but I got a little quick story for y'all. Oh yeah, I tagged Missy in one of our. Oh, I'm jealous. (laughs) Okay, get your little childish joke out the way. You, You done? You done yet? (laughs) what i was gonna say i posted one of the plugs that missy does um for you know main event which is what she's doing here right and i and i said i didn't say anything i said listen to missy hyatt and tune into nwa main event sunday at 605 eastern on tbs and missy replied she said 
while you watch several matches you've seen already on Worldwide with new commentary. <laughs> That's Missy's way of saying, screw you, Jim Hurd. Uh, I'm taking it. So she was saying you saw, I'm guessing since we never really watched it, it was a lot of replays. They had some new stuff, like the main events maybe. Uh, but it was other than that, it was a bunch of all I all I'm taking away from this is that we're friends with Missy. But she's she a, replied, she's so hot, bro. It's unfair. It's almost okay, like yeah. she's too hot to be there. She's dealing okay. from the bottom of the deck. Yeah, it, it's like she's. It's like having a five star quarterback at fucking Nichols State. It's like, what are you doing here? That's exactly what you would get asked. <laughs> trying to get my grades up so I can get to somewhere else. Right. No, I don't know if you could. No, not really. If you're a five-star a... quarterback, your grades don't have to be any better at LSU than they do at Nickel State. Right, a... pretty much. I made a 380 on the SAT. <laughs> I mean, there's no threshold between those two schools when it comes to grades that I know of. I took the SAT like Vince Young took the Wonderlick. Matter of fact, I think your grades could be worse to get an LSU. Because they got because resources at really... a big school to hide it. That's oh, right. Yeah, they, they do. Bruh, don't get me started on a friend of mine that had a scholarship to a major university. And what I saw that school do An to get him. A scholarship? Yes. Now, this was did back in the money? day before did they, they did, before they had no, three, four, five-star, all that stuff, Hopper. Uh -huh. But he was highly recruited by many SEC schools. And I don't want to say which school he went to because I don't want to give away who it is. Was but it he went, yes, he went to a he went to a SEC program, and I can tell you right now, I know for a fact that his grades weren't where they needed to be, and there was some shenanigans that's a given to get them where they needed to be because the schools wanted them so bad. Fuck, I remember seeing about I guess it's about ten plus years ago. You know, real sports on uh yeah H. They had a, a little special on there where the NCAA made a rule that if your team is going to go to postseason play, like if you want to go to a bowl game, to the NCAA basketball tournament, college world series or whatever, you have to graduate a certain amount of, of players on your team. And all these school, schools were scrambling, you know, what the fuck are we going to do? And they just made up these bullshit majors that was made basically just for them. And, and they and they might have to show up to class and write like a hundred page term paper on, you know, Indep black history. Independent or, study, bruh. Yeah, and that was like, damn, look at this. And then and then they were all pissed off because when they graduated the degree is fucking toilet paper and they can't get hey, a fucking good hey, job here's a secret they're all toilet paper oh not yeah. from nickels <laughs> no they're all toilet paper and so uh, one of them was uh african-american studies mike been, mike's been doing that for his entire adult life <laughs> And, moron. and it was. And it was <laughs> is this, another... Are you really not married? Is this all just a, a, a 
for your sociolo- sociology final. <laughs> Let Harper make his point before I cut a vicious promo on you. Oh, dude, dude, dude. They had one kid. It was this uh, black kid going to North Carolina, and it was so sad he couldn't read. He literally couldn't read, and he kept these Dr. Seuss books <clears> under <throat> his bed <laughs> at night. Like the, you know, green eggs and ham. And so he he would hide them because he was embarrassed. And so at night he would he he would pull them out and like to to, to, to try to that's like he would practice reading. And I'm thinking he's going to the University of North Carolina. This he threw up a he threw up a twenty seven and fourteen stat line and he said, I thought I thought I put he that. <laughs> right. And it's like he's gotta sound it out to read. Fucking green eggs and ham. You're going to hell, dog. And I, and, I mean, don't, I mean, I felt bad for this dude that he was just passed through the system, and he was on like a, like a fucking. A and let's be clear, level. he ain't the only one. I know, but but I mean, I felt bad for that kid. I mean, Dexter Manley, who played him, for, and now we call him Jordan. Dexter Manley, who played for yeah the the Washington football team, he, I mean, he could not read. Dude could not he read. Too busy. He was too busy sacking Danny White to learn how to read. Well, he and that's the thing. He went to Oklahoma State. But that was a different time, bro. That was when fucking none of those motherfuckers. you think the fucking Brian Brian Bosworth could fucking read? I really don't know, Hopper. <laughs> I mean, now nah, look, I, the guy I'm talking about, he could read. I mean, I'm not trying to say that. My point is, his scores weren't what they needed to be, GPA wise or um, they made it happen. ACT wise, but they made it happen. And I'm just right, saying, don't worry about it. We're going to take care of it. Just yeah, yeah. And it's, Coach, it, uh, Coach, it's a really corrupt. I really like what you're saying about the program, but I'm not sure my grades are up to snuff. It's, oh, don't it's worry a, about that. Oh, don't worry about that, Tyronius. We got people for that. It's yeah. a corrupt system. I mean, there's no other way to say it. The whole system's corrupt. That's the problem. But I'm just saying <laughs> it happens if they want it to happen. Where the hell? Where, how do we get on this tangent? I don't know. I don't even know how we got on this tangent. But anyway, okay. So, um, back to back to the show. So, Missy Hyatt was plugging uh, the main event, and Missy uh, basically told us, yeah, you know, they just replayed matches on those programs. We saw a series of commercials, and then we go to Ivan Koloff, which you can see if you're watching on the video version. Still looks the same, although we haven't seen him in quite some time. Versus Scotty Williams. Ivan does get booed, and although we were talking a second ago, when he left over a year and a half ago, he was a face. Um, he actually teamed with JYD at one point and a few other faces. We did get a oh, picture in picture. We did, yeah. We did get a picture. This is before he left when he was teaming. Yeah. Uh, picture in picture promo from from Ivan. He says he's glad to be back in the NWA, and he predicts that the Horsemen will destroy Sting and Luger. It was rather just mundane, you know, whatever it was. I looked it up. I had to see this. So Ivan Koloff was born August 25th of 1942. So he is almost 
48 years old here. Jesus. Um, How old was Bruno? Because they were, you know, rivals. How old was Bruno at this point, Doc? Look it up. Well, he was probably like 52. Uh, oh, all right. <laughs> I Back felt bad. I felt bad during this match for Ivan because you hear actual, actually some fans yelling boring. And I'm thinking. Oh, he's gained weight. Well, he well, has. I now, mean, he's pushing 50. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm mad because, like, it, it didn't make me mad, but it's just like, you think of all the good promos this dude cut, the angles he was involved in. And well, then when they you throw... tell people that Sting is what a professional wrestler should be, then guys like Ivan are going to get boring and booed. Well, here was the problem. This match went on forever. It was like right. 10 minutes with Ivan and nobody knows who the hell Scotty Williams is. And he ain't he seen Ivan off, in a year and a half. He off Sting the other week. Yeah, but they still don't know who he is. I'll never forget so... him for it. So fans are yelling boring. Anyway, Koloff finally hits him with the Russian sickle off the rope top, and he wins. But uh, I feel bad for Ivan. Doc, what did you have? Uh, let's see. His promo wasn't any good. It was generic. Yep. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't the promos he would cut on Dusty and Magnum and dude, we were cranking All off I like that freaking moron Javorski back in 85 and 86 when he was cutting promos. All I was thinking about was how much the NWA has changed since we started this thing. I'll tell you what it's changed and Hopper Ivan is committed to the gimmick, bro. He's got the Russian sickle on that right shoulder. Yeah, that that's you, you, you go all in when you do that, right? Yeah, I mean, imagine getting that fucking tattoo like in the seventies. For <laughs> that real, be, that would be like an ISIS on your right shoulder now. I mean, now That's people walk weird. around with those Russian shirts and they think of fucking Rocky Four. But mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean back then, fuck. So I said, remember the stormtrooper in Smokey? Where did he get that flag made? Flag Nazi flag. I mean, bro, back then you could probably buy one at the Army Surplus store. I don't know, Harper. You think you could? I think. So. I mean, I think so. You go buy an ISIS flag online now, and you'll have the FBI. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Bro, I remember uh, one time, a couple of this was like fifteen something, twenty years ago. And what happened was when the Soviet Union collapsed, all that old Soviet military shit was, mm-hmm. uh, they were getting rid of it. They hit and the market. Had, yeah, and I had this catalog that sold all that shit. And I had this Zippo, it was a KGB Zippo that they would give to the KGB agents. I was like, oh man, that's fucking badass. And I got it, and my mom's like, gonna. If we're going to have the FBI knocking on the door, they're going to think you're a communist terrorist. <laughs> Stop ordering shit from that fucking catalog. She wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong, Hopper. Uh... She's just a lady trying to get along in this world. She doesn't need the heat coming down on her. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man. <laughs> uh, all right. Any other thoughts on Koloff here? Not really. More Smoky Mountain. Yeah. More Smoky Mountain. I mean, what are you gonna do, bro? I mean, we're in fucking '91. I mean, I mean, it's better than a Sheik. That's for damn sure. It's better than Abdullah and friggin'. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Norman. Fuck, Just think how, how much better this is than like Norman the fucking lunatic. Times and, ten. And Times this ain't 80. even good. That's the thing. That's what's crazy. All right. So, um, like I said, Man, they this should match the show now. Yeah. Oh God. And and and, and fucking Mike Rotunda, the captain, and. He's about I mean, this is well good. What wait, we're not far from Wall Street, Hopper. I know. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Not far at all. That was kind of funny. Oh, we'll talk about that when we it was it, it, we're not far at all from it. But it, it was it was kind of funny when they did that. Like it wasn't bad. Like, well when's uh, what's her name show up with the fucking laptop next year? Like no, that's a, is it next? No, that's it. No, because we're in August. That's about to happen, bro. Because that that happens. Yeah, I think that happens before Starcade. I haven't seen any of this shit, and I'm yeah. I, you know I remember that uh, when I was a kid. Each week that we're watching this, I'm realizing that I tapped out at just the right time. I no, was that still happens, watching this. Yeah, that happens before Starcade ninety. So they they start before then. Hey, fucking PM News! I was watching all that shit. The fucking. The fireman guy and the fucking Patriot. Why aren't we putting the rocket ship on Vader here? Dude, Vader is about to take a little hiatus, and then he's going to come back later. He's not going to be around for long right now. He's going to come back and like... mask on. Yeah. I like the, I like the black mask. I do. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like the black mask. It's awesome. So anyway, Bob Cottle, what we're talking about here is Bob Cottle throws to a match with Vader versus Pat Rose. And this is from from the NWA Pro Show. Uh, they show Vader. He does the ceremony thing that he used to do with the helmet. Uh, gets the smoke to blow out of it. And then he just beats the piss out of Pat Rose. Uh, yeah, Vader dominates. Oh, dude. It's. This, I used the to soft- watch these matches like as a kid, like on, like, like on Wrestling Challenge. They'll have like, you know, fucking the big boss man versus some guy that fucking looks like he works at Jeep Lube. I'm thinking, why did this guy agree to this match? <laughs> Why? Yeah. You're like, what, what, what? Why did he agree to this? I, did I, you think he, he could actually win? Right, right. That's how my fucking brain would, would some guy that looks like he's, you know, works at f- fucking Pet Boys is, you know, taking on King Kong Bundy. I'm like, what the fuck is he thinking? Why would you do that to yourself? Right. <laughs> oh, man. I get it, Hopper. I think Why I asked the same are thing. We talking about this, like it's real. Like it's <laughs> that's that's the comment. That's the one from years ago. Why are you talking about it like it's real? People getting worked up. All right, let's keep moving. So uh, Vader wins, as you saw, he destroyed it. And I'm with Hopper. I like the black mask with the red trip, yeah. man. I, I mm-hmm. it's got a cool look to it. And I, I mean, I'm not saying I hated the other one, but definitely got a cool look. And the helmet blowing the smoke is just badass. Oh, uh, so. Uh, we keep going, and Cornette cuts a promo, and he's talking about Z-Man and Pillman, and it's completely out of place because he says it like they're about to head to the ring, but it happened over an hour ago. 
in the yeah, show. Bro, this is this is some Mickey Mouse shit. <laughs> in the words of Lord Chris Zoncha, this is some Mickey Mouse bullshit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, doesn't like anyone proofread this shit? Dude, he that's what I'm saying. He he literally He's cutting a promo for a match that they're about to have, but the match happened an hour ago. Yeah. Oh, uh, what the fuck? Hey, Tobot, Tobot, Bruno, Tobot, GYD, up. I mean, what the hell, bro? Yes, why you bring a big mouse into it, up? You see, you see, there is no excuse for shit like that. None. TV company, and right, And the reason Doc? why they keep doing it is because no one gives a fuck. Somebody had to care enough. I mean, no one gave feel, a shit. I feel like there's a lot of people here that would care. It's just that they weren't right. on the end of things where yeah. it was being produced. I just don't understand how this can happen to a major wrestling promotion. Rather, it's on TNT or on local TV and, you know, the, the fucking Portland promotion. I mean, they wouldn't do shit like that. You think fucking Mid South? Or fucking world class did shit like that? No. Uh, well, world, world class wasn't the epitome of quality control either. But I know what you're saying. This is the problem with but this. But it's consistent is, here. It's right, not just right. Fuck ups. It is. Yeah, consistent. I, like you. they keep fumbling. So stop handing the guy the football. Yeah. It, no, it, you're right. Keep fucking up. Yep, you're right. Doc, any any other thoughts on it before I go to the Ross report? Just terrible. It, well, I guarantee like, you that this was the episode where somebody backstage and Corny made a bet. And Corny's like, I could take most of these guys and draw just as much money in eastern Tennessee as they're fucking up here with millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it, it not, looks like a wedding ring. What the fuck's that about? Wait, what? Oh, what the oh, the Ross report. Okay. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing about it is what 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 I would be mad if if I was a talent, like, you know, Cornette's already hot-headed. That he gets worked up about anything. Like if he I'm sure he knew, I'm sure he could recite this damn episode cuz he's got a memory like a damn hawk. If if you're if you're a talent and your your segment, your promo is aired the way this is, you got to be pissed off. You like what? Yeah. Like you made me look like the a dumbass. That's what would piss me how off more than anything. Any of us supposed to get over in this environment? Uh, yeah, great point, great point. So let me play this Ross report because I think Doc, in best of my knowledge, this is the first time we've seen the quote unquote Ross report. You agree? I think so. Yeah. So let's go to the Ross report here, uh, and. An interview, I think, with Lex Luger. Here it is. Welcome back to World Championship Wrestling, everyone. Last week on the Danger Zone, Lex Luger broke his silence. Let's go back in time and show you just exactly what the total package had to say to Paul E. Dangerously and specifically to the Horseman. You know, it used to be just a couple of weeks ago, Lex Luger would walk out on the Danger Zone. I'd drop down to my knees. I'd say, no, Mr. Luger, please don't beat me up. 
You know why? Because you were the baddest mother to ever walk through the NWA. The U.S. heavyweight champion, the total package, the man that beat every single person, one, two, three, in the middle of the ring, or you put them up in a torture rack and they submit. I respected you. They respected you. Then Lex Luger comes around one day and Lex Luger says, oh, I got beat up in a parking lot. But Lex Luger can't even say that. No, Sting says it for you. Paul Hardcore says it for you. All the junkyard dog says it for you, but you don't say it. Then you walk out to the ring, but you don't jump in the ring because you know what they can do to you. Sid, Arn, Barry, Blair, Ollie, you don't have no guts to walk in the ring and take them on. See, my man, you've let down yourself. You let down people like me. You've let down your own fans because you... I before I snap your spine in about seven places because I've got a message for the horsemen. Okay. Two can play this game. I can jump them in parking lots and I can hurt people real, real bad. See? But it's going to be by my rules when, where, and how. Okay. I want it okay. done. Okay. And from now on, yes. when you talk to me, you're going to say, Mr. Ruger, sir. Yes, sir. You got that? Yes, sir. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. Um, Doc, Paulie does too much screaming and for me. Go ahead, Hopper. They should have been filmed in front of a crowd. Oh, yeah. Not in some studio with the fucking green with the fucking green screen logo. Boy, because a crowd could have yeah. could have responded to fucking Paul Lee getting in his face and then when he no, no, we spent $753,000 on that goddamn green screen we're uh, going to use it for everything but they would have popped when he fucking grabbed them bruh I thought Paul Lee was great there yeah. he still doesn't hasn't perfected it like he would in years to come but I thought he was great was it he perfect got- no I thought Luger was phenomenal. I thought the part when yeah. Luger grabbed him and Paul Lee all of a sudden cowers down like a bitch. I thought that was phenomenal. He he needs to like like he he's doing that screaming thing these days where I, I know he learned from it later on because he doesn't do that now. Obviously, he didn't do it later on in ECW as much. But he's just that whole screaming thing. I'm like, dude, you don't have to scream that much. He's right there in front of you. Like you can make your point with all of screaming, but. I'm not saying he was bad. It just was the screaming that got me. But man, Luger was—he got in his shit. And Paulie, I was just waiting for Paulie to hit that line he hit on Raw many years ago. I got a family. I got kids. Even though he doesn't have a family and kids right now, um, when he's feeling threatened. But but, Harper's right. Um, you know we talk about the shit talking. That was the beauty of the studio. Like when yeah. you're in front of people and you're in a Harper, they're in a live arena. They could have shot that in the building. Right. Uh, I thought but, I told you assholes once. We paid three quarters of a million dollars for this motherfucking green screen, and we're going to use it. All right. Yes, sir, Mr. Hurd. I mean, you you would know better. So we go to the next match. It is Lex Luger versus Eddie Martin. Luger won earlier in the show over Mark Kyle, and Luger wins here with the torture rack. Um, That's all I got. talent for guys to be double dipping. Why are we double dipping? Is this the same show? Yeah. Look at the fat guy in the front row that you talked about. Oh, yeah. On the camera. It's him. He's right about? there with the white hat. 
we can't get some other guys a payday here? You think this may have been, was supposed to be on a different episode and they fucked up? It's hard to put anything past them. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a good point, Hopper. I, that's a real good point. Because if you look at the, let's see, the... Oh, I got him. This yeah. was the August the 6th taping. And I'm looking at the results right now. Let me let me let me scroll it. I, I'm I'm thinking you might be on to something. Because Yeah. Luger wrestled Kyle. And he actually wrestles a number of times on this taping. But I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm wondering if you, I think you might be on to something. Like yeah, this shouldn't have been up. aired. Yeah. Like this should have been yeah, aired like, on on another show. God, you see what I'm saying about the consistent fuck ups. Keep keep watching. We have another one. <laughs> All right. So, um, we got Paulie now screaming some more, and he says, "You're tough, Luger." When Mean Mark isn't around, and Mean Mark. Tells him, tells Luger, you made a mistake. Uh, it's quick. Doc, I can play the audio from it. Did you have it or did you want to just talk about it? I, I just thought it was it was good. He <laughs> does look like some asshole from, from fucking southeastern Texas, huh? Assuming you're talking about me and Mark. About Mark, yeah. I mean, I could just right. picture him with the, uh, with the fucking Oilers hat on and driving in a pickup <laughs> truck. Drinking a monster energy. Yeah. Let's go Warren to Boone's it now. Gonna take us. You're a real oh. big shot when I don't have mean Mark Callis around, aren't you? Oh, you like to grab a guy a foot smaller, a hundred pounds lighter, bring him right up to your face, huh? My man, you got a big, big problem right now because there's not going to be a second in my life that I'm going to walk anywhere without the six foot nine inch, 325 pound, skyscraping, butt kicking, name taking tornado out of Texas. You, my friend, are a dead man. You made a major mistake putting your hands on him. Now you got to pay the piper. <laughs> he should have said, I'm the dead man. It's just, I'm the dead man. Well, he will be shortly. <laughs> Go Oilers. You go Oilers. Love you, Blue. Um, another commercial for TBS football. There you or go. SEC football on TBS. SEC football. The Oops. next next match we'll see is Sid Vicious. Again. Versus Barry Horowitz. <laughs> Once uh, we get again, a, someone fucked up. We get a picture-in-picture promo from Sid again. Uh, we saw Luger twice. Now we're seeing Sid again. Uh, this is not a good show. <laughs> the way to say it. Jim Ross mentions if he has time, he'll talk to the world champion, being Sting, and maybe he knows who the Black Scorpion is. So they, they bring that up again. It's Al Perez. Which I don't mind. They speculate why Sting would wrestle an unknown like Black Scorpion, which would make sense. It's like, why, why would this man just sign up to wrestle somebody he's never wrestled before or doesn't know who it is? Sid, Sid it wins with a powerbomb. Uh, I, I don't know what the hell they're doing here, Doc. I'm I'm at a loss. I don't know why we're seeing multiple guys. Uh, I didn't really think, wow, they just messed up that bad. But the more, I, now that I'm watching this back and talking about it with y'all, they just, just messed around in this episode and just showed double stuff that shouldn't have been shown twice. 
you think maybe they thought it was going to be uh, an abbreviated episode because of a fucking Braves game or something, but it wasn't. I'm not so sure that they didn't just do this and said, meh. They may not have known they fucked up. Yeah, like they just did it and was like, all right, deal with it. I feel like that's what happened here. Hey, just put it in there. Nobody will know. Well, so the thing is, so I am looking at some of the results and... The match we saw with tra- the the Southern boys. No, never mind. Cause no, no, this is not right. I was about to say something that was wrong. Um, Rick and Scott wrestling, uh, or the Steiners wrestling Bill Ford and Rick Ford. That actually is showing up on the main event taping as well. So that actually, although it's on Saturday night, is on the main event taping. Maybe, I don't know if that's a mistake or that's kind of that thing Missy was talking about where it's like, no, they just aired it twice. They didn't give a shit, right? I don't know. Um, Sid versus Brian Carr. We saw that already, right, Doc? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. If they're not going to pay attention, why should we? Well, you make a good point. <laughs> don't you have a bowl game to go watch? Yeah. Yeah, I got the DVR running. But anyway. Um, Kansas State Sid- scored. That's oh, nice. Shit. Harper, thanks for running it for me. I appreciate <laughs> oh, that. Oh, my God. You're in trouble now, Harper. I would just beat Kentucky in basketball. Oh, thanks. Every I had that while, I'll say too. something to Mike, and he's like, I recorded that because I got sleepy last night. Thanks a lot. Probably knocked out, dude. I, it's bad. Drowsy motherfucker. Um, Sid wins with the powerbomb. No surprise. Doc, any other thoughts on this match that they just, again, they're just fucking it all the way up? No. Well, Let's and see then let, Arn... why don't you start showing us guys that you should have shown us in the first two hours? Let's see if Arn can bring up the spirit of the episode. <laughs> in the show, Luger, you finally get a chance to quit crying about what you thought happened and finally stand up and be that man that I demand that you be. The platform is national television, Luger. Don't tell Sting what you're going to do. Don't tell the dudes with attitudes what you're going to do. Don't tell your girlfriend, don't tell your mama, and don't tell the zillion fans that are going to witness it. You want revenge? All I've asked is you bring it to me face first, my friend. I want as much as you as you want of me, period. So that's um the Rolex, because Arn brought it right there. And yeah. Arn talks about Luger in an upcoming match, and he's like, basically says, don't sing it, bring it. And Arn was really good there. It was very short. Way too short. You got two hours. I don't know why Arn is cutting a 30-second promo. But uh, beggars can't be choosers at this point. So, Doc, what did you think? He was good. Real good. Yeah. Hopper, any thoughts? This this episode put me in a bad mood. What kind of is that that Orndorff is wearing? It looks like a football field. That's what I thought at first, too. But I think it's some sort of Navajo pattern. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be like an Indian fucking Cherokee fucking indian pattern sir sir it's Native, indigenous um, people indigenous peoples first nations right come on um could we Whatever. get some Native already Americans sent you to sensitivity even? school no need for this why did why don't you just drop the n and d and throw a j in there while you're at it you insensitive brick what a n and a what j <laughs> what's j 
what what's the thing that's inside the hood of your car your inside the hood of my car yeah it's your i don't know oh god engine yes i don't start with a j no i said take the i the the n out oh fucking whatever bro there's no indians listening to this that's because they they were eradicated by smallpox. Y'all are in assholes. The bl- in the Great what? Blanket Wars of the 1600s. The Y'all Blanket Wars. Insens- insensitive pricks, let me tell you. I didn't. The I'm views not and thoughts of Hardbody Hopper and Doc Turner are what not the I views say? and thoughts of Mike. You said the I word. They're indigenous people. You that's can't say real. a fucking Indian. No. No. That's from India. Yeah, whatever, bro. No, the only reason whatever. their only only reason that term came up is because that friggin' idiot from Spain landed here and thought he landed in India, so he called them that. Mike, right. It was a house. moron of a white person who started this whole thing, and then that fool decided to keep coming back, passing out blankets with smallpox to him. Mike, in this house, we celebrate Christopher Columbus. <laughs> yeah. You remember that from the Sopranos? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this house were in 1955. <laughs> I gotta, I, I'm getting to the point where I'm going to have to make another run through the Sopranos, man. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so that, we're, so that we can get here and wrap this episode up. The last promo of which I am not playing on this week's episode... We go to Sting, Paul Orndorff, JYD, Lex Luger, and God. Eligante. That's um, like a team. That right there, those five guys, including JR. And Brain it looks like a team that would have played the Glo- Harlem Globetrotters on Wide World of Sports. <laughs> <laughs> so, Orndorff. Fucking generals. Right, the Washington Generals. Uh, Orndorff calls Eligante the equalizer for them when it comes to the horsemen. I don't know about that. And then Orndorff promises someone will get hurt. Sting talks about defending the title at the Omni. And JYD calls Lex or Flex or something. I don't know. This is It's not a good promo. Uh, it's how they close the show. It's the close of not a good episode. And that's really all I got from this. Doc, did you have anything? This uh. is just... No. It's like he's from another planet and it knows nothing of what's going on. He is absolutely flatline charisma. Who? Who is a he? Fucking uh, uh fucking Well, one, he can't understand what the hell they're even saying out there right yeah, now. Yeah, but you can still read fucking body language and, and know what the you know? Can I mean, you? If they're speaking in Spanish and they're screaming and I'm like, I'm like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't he's know, man. He's just standing there like he's waiting for a fucking bus. I know a lot of uh, Mexican folks that live around me, and they get excited and seem like they're mad about something when they're talking, but they're not actually mad. They're happy. Right. I mean, I just, it's just, ugh. <laughs> now, who's so, this? Fucking Luger joins now? Yeah. He's he's coming off the bench so that he can get the water pail from Curly Neal as they do the routine with the Harlem Globetrotters. Doc, look at your favorite world champion of all time. Well, yeah, he carries it well. I mean, he is the flagship for the uh, 
And fucking JYD fucking looks like he's about to walk into the Shell station to get a fucking power, uh, a fucking lotto ticket. Y'all got Lucy's. Yeah. I'll get some, uh, get some uh, black and bowels. Uh, give me one of them. Uh, give, me, uh, 20, uh, uh, give me uh, 20 on pump two. I want twenty. Yeah. I want twenty on pump two. And uh, <laughs> how many? Uh, I got, you got? I look, shut up, Doc. I'm talking. We got some dollars on pump two. Cool filthy. <laughs> I need a. I need a pack of. I need a pack of cool filthy kings. Uh, twenty on pump two. And uh, y'all got any loses back there? <laughs> Every dog needs a bone to chew on, and I think I found Javorski's bone. I mean my bone. All right. This is bad. Let's rate this thing. Hand out Rolexes because I'm starting to get angry at it now. Uh, before we do that, hey, the holidays are past us. If you got those Amazon gift cards, make sure you go to our Amazon Associates link, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. The show gets a little bit of support in return. When you use that link, again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. And again, we've got a clash coming up. And if you want to check out all of our clashes and reviews that we've done on our Patreon feed, over 300 are available now, including the video versions of most of the shows we do. You can get all of that at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Doc, I'm going first. Out of the respect for Southern wrestling, it's getting a C-, minus, but I should give it less. Yeah, for what are real. You it? Well said. Out of respect for Southern wrestling, I'm giving it a D. Wow. Yeah. A fucking D. This is how'd y'all watch this shit? It was tough. It oh, was tough. God. I mean, this is it so was, bad. It was it was rough, Harper. It really was. I mean, it was so rough that Doc was I, when I was texting Doc on, hey, what night are we doing it on? He's like, bruh, I'd rather do it on this night because I just want to get it over with because yeah. it was two hours of just bullshit. It was rough, though, bro. It was really rough. If we didn't um, hadn't already gone to this move, I would say we get the Ro- well, you and I get the Rolex, Mike. Harper didn't watch it. He should get the Rolex for that. Harper, yeah. you didn't watch it, but what are you going to rate it? A fucking D. And that's being mm. sweet. That's being nice. This is I bad. Agree. Um, Doc, who are you giving your Rolex to? Man, I really wanted to give it to Paul E because I liked what he did on two different promos, but I'm giving it to Arn. It was a third. It was a six hundred and twenty minute episode. Arn uh, got thirty seconds and he got the Rolex. Yeah. Oh my God! It don't take all night if you do it right. It doesn't. I guess Hopper's giving it to Arn as well. Uh, yeah. On that on that note, I uh, want to mention Hopper's video shout-outs and whatnot, so make sure you contact Hopper and uh, get you a video shout-out. Uh, you can get a video shout-out of, of his by going to or emailing him to chrishopper 16 wildcat at gmail.com. That's wildcat with a K. And then PayPal him 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. That's how you get your video shout-out. Look, you can also get life advice, relationship advice, or if you know someone... Because we all have one of those friends who needs life advice in the worst way and relationship advice. Have Harper cut the promo where he gives them the advice so they can finally listen since they don't listen to you. Uh, on that note, um, Doc, I'm tuckered out, man. What about you? You ready to get on out of here? Whooped. Yeah, I'm tuckered and whooped as well. Uh, Harper, you got anything before we go? No. 
Hit the tagline and let's roll. <laughs> Bucket pitch. <laughs> and I actually forgot to plug our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Marotti, Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. And check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV, where they cover the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. They also handle the ECW show on our Patreon feed, so check them out as well. Thanks, Joe and Quinn. Thanks, uh, Mike and JV as well. Now we'll get out of here and book it, bitch. Mm-hmm.